0: Welcome to Unlikable Female Characters, the podcast featuring feminist thriller writers in conversation about female characters who don't give a damn if you like them. I'm Lane Fargo, and I am here with Kristen LaPianca. Hello. And Wendy Hurd. Hello. And as we're recording this, it is in the final days of 2020. Um, but when you're listening to it, it will be the bright new day of 2021. Where everything <laughs> is magically it. better. Of course. Everything will <laughs> be magically better. So. Yeah as soon as we hit midnight at the end you know on new year's eve and everything will be will be fixed right like that's what we're assuming mm-hmm. to put oh COVID yeah on. of course we have to believe that in order to survive <laughs> these last few weeks i think <laughs> yes <laughs> so do you guys have any new year's resolutions for 2021 or did you like learn your lesson in 2020 and now we just like don't hope for things anymore
1: (laughs) well i have never been a huge like new year's resolution person but i feel like i've always tried to have like do some sort of like ritual around new year's to sort of usher out the old and welcome in the new and Mm -hmm. this year i'm just like gonna go to bed at 10 30 i'm i don't care (laughs) (laughs) that's good Like, also, I feel like there's always some kind of, like, pressure to, like, have a good time on New Year's Eve. And it's, like, this year, like, no. No one's having parties. No no one should be doing any of that stuff. Everyone just stay home. Go to bed early. That's my feelings on the subject. Well, Lane and I have talked about, like, like
2: us. Yeah. Like, Lane and I have talked about how shitty it is to be, like, like you're in Chicago. I'm in L.A. New Year's Eve is a hot mess. (laughs) Like, it always is. Like, not this year, but in general. So I'm, in general, kind of a New Year's Eve, like – Grinch a little bit, you know, I'm like, I don't want to deal with all the drunk people and the checks and the, you know, whatever.
0: So I'll just stay home, watch TV, go to bed at 10 p.m., wake up and it will be 2021 and the sun will shine and everything will be fine again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I am a New Year's resolution person, but last year I, or earlier in, (laughs) you know, leading into 2020, I was planning to quit my day job. Like I already had that plan in mind and I had all of these goals for the year. I had like quarterly goals and I had this dry erase calendar in my mm-hmm. office like month by month and like a page for each of my like quarters goals all written out and planning ahead and then I just kept I remember at the beginning of the year as things started as the pandemic started unraveling and everything was getting canceled just like every day I would go and like erase something else off the calendar (laughs) some like event i had been looking forward to or some goal that just couldn't happen now and now I feel like I have PTSD about it and the Mm -hmm. thought of setting goals for for 2021 is just like like cursing myself that these (laughs) won't happen so I'm not sure what I'm gonna do I mean I have some I mean obviously I have some things I'd like to accomplish and some changes I'd like to make in my life but I feel like writing them down is like asking for trouble at this point. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's like basically like requesting that they be canceled to write them down at this point.
2: Yeah. Hold them in my heart. (laughs) I tend to write a lot of like New Year's resolutions lists. Like I'm going to go outside more and I'm going to exercise more and I want to spend more time doing this and that. And it's like, I'm not going to do that this year at all because I realized that one thing I really realized being in, in quarantine, like I have been is how overscheduled I've been to such a level that I have made myself really unhappy and so Mm. I think the only real resolution I have is like my main takeaway from the quarantine which is like I no longer want to make decisions around how many things I can accomplish in a day Um, because I I have to trust myself like I'm going to do that I'm that person who's going to get as much done as possible like I don't have to worry that I'm going to like squander my week you know if I'm Resting for a week, that's not squandering my week. So I'm going to try to make decisions more around like what makes me happy and peaceful as opposed to like what looks good on paper to have accomplished.
0: I love that. That's a good, yeah, that's a good one. We'll see how I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, to kick off uh, the new year, we have a really fun topic, which is the petty bitch. Yes. I'm so excited to talk about this. You too. And we originally had a different topic and then kind of decided at the last minute to change the topic because, um, well, because someone was rude to us and we're petty bitches. So we decided (laughs) to change our approach. We can't really go into any more detail than that. that We felt like
2: it was borderline petty that we were changing the episode topic because someone was rude to us. And then
0: we decided to change it to pettiness and it felt so right. It, it also really did. Right. It also <laughs> right. And really, like, this whole podcast started because we're petty bitches because we were mad about something on the internet and we're, That's like, dealing right. each other. Um, so this is really, like, a full circle beautiful moment for us. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the podcast was always meant to be.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> brought, to- brought together by bisexuality and pettiness. Yes. Mm-hmm. And leather jackets. I feel like yes, were leather jackets. jackets.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let's 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 start by talking about what is the pettiest thing that you have ever done.
2: Oh wow! I I feel like
0: haven't we all done something that's really petty?
2: Oh my god! Of
1: course.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I like fantasize more about pettiness than actually do petty things. Although people in my life may disagree.
1: <laughs> well, I guess we could first like define petty, maybe. Mm-hmm. And sort of, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I think that so we had an episode not long ago that was about the vengeful bitch. And this is very different from that. The sort of like their, their sisters, the vengeful bitch and the petty bitch. You're right. It's not not the same (laughs) because there is, there is some element of like, you, you seek vengeance when you've been severely wronged and you resort to pettiness when you've been kind of wronged and you're mad about it.
2: So I read an article in Psychology Today um, that I think is really interesting. It says, um, we live in a culture where it's still considered more socially acceptable for a man to directly express his competitive nature. But for women, this quality has been shunned as undesirable. And so women are constantly uncomfortable with both their natural feelings of wanting something and their desire to compete to get it. Hmm. And so we have historically been expected to be more covert or manipulative in efforts to achieve success, whatever that is. That's
0: That's interesting. I do think pettiness is something like you do hear men described as petty, though. Like it has a little bit of a different tone to it. But I mean, I have certainly like who is pettier than Donald Trump? Right. That was something I was
1: thinking about, too. Like he's literally (laughs) the the pettiest human on the planet. So
0: this. Is something that's used against men, but it's, um, I don't know, like just a certain kind of man. I feel like it's used more broadly against women. And we also use it against ourselves to sort of um, downplay various things like, oh, I'm just being yes. petty or this is just petty. It's not that important. We kind of like weaponize it against ourselves in ways that we don't um, other other terms.
1: Yeah, we kind of use it to like to mask genuine feelings of like of, of hurt or mm-hmm. like the feeling of being disrespected um but if it's if, if it's something that's like not major we're like oh i'm just being i'm just being petty but it's actually like that's a real feeling underneath that
2: like for example the thing that brought us together we're like we're so petty blah 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 but we were really upset about that like there was you know it was that bisexuality wasn't a category in this place so all our books had to go under lesbian
0: mm-hmm. and
2: we were like well i mean okay but isn't there something else? You know, so we were upset about that, and you know, pettily going back and forth about it. But that's like a real thing to be upset about, you know. Like,
0: yeah, it was like legit bisexual erasure. Like we always yeah. talk about. Like <laughs> exactly, <laughs> we were right to be upset. But I think, yeah, we tend to downplay because um, we don't want to. You know, women don't want to be seen as angry or aggressive or whatever. So we're like, oh, I'm just being petty, ha ha. You know, but we're actually really pissed off, right? It's like safer
1: somehow to for a woman to acknowledge, "Oh, I'm being petty," than to be like, "I am angry." Yeah. Like, ang- anger is a very unflattering attribute for a lady to have.
0: Yeah, it makes it like cute or something. To yes. call it pettiness, like, "Oh, it's so funny, it's so cute. Like I don't really mean it." Right. You fucking mean it.
2: <laughs> like I was wondering if this one thing I've done counts as petty, um because it's kind of a positive thing and it made me think about like pettiness. What is it? But like when I was, I don't know, 19 or 20, I had this girlfriend who stole something for me. <clears throat> she stole like a, a thing that hangs on your wall. And I loved it so much that she had stolen it for me. She was a bit of a klepto. And I thought that was like, at the time, I thought that was like really adorable about her. And I told her for the rest of my life, I will hang this on the wall wherever I live. And she's like, no, you won't. You're going to forget all about this. And I was like, I promise you I will not. And I will hang it on the wall and I have hung it on the wall everywhere I've ever lived. It's in my dining room right now. Because like I'm That's like nice pettiness and I like won't let it go. Is that pettiness?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think pettiness, like if you think it's petty, it's petty. It's not for anyone else to say. But um, like that is like a, a positive, like nice petty memory rather than something negative.
0: Yeah. I think my pettiness more expresses itself as there are certain people who maybe they're people I just know on the internet or they're former friends who I've uh, purposely fallen out of (laughs) (laughs) touch with, but I still will go like read their social media just to like get that little hit of like, oh, I fucking hate you so much. It like (laughs) brings me energy. I I don't know. Like, I wouldn't even, some of these people I wouldn't necessarily. They wouldn't rise to the level of like a nemesis where I'm really like feeling competitive with them. It's just like I get some sort of deep pleasure out of like hating them. It's like hate watching, but I'm like Mm. hate reading their social media. I can't be the only person who. Oh, no. I have an ex following, is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. I have an ex (laughs) who like
2: did so poorly with his life and is so embarrassing that I'll go look at his social media sometimes just to gloat. Yes. Yes. Like he Um, has a long ponytail. uh, Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Dreadful. (laughs) But I
1: see that neither of you are going to, like, give specifics of, like, negative petty shit that you've done. I'm just going to own it. Um, The pettiest thing I've ever done, I think, uh, when I was, like, 18 and I had my first girlfriend, it was very, very bad. A very bad relationship. And at the time, I worked at the public library. And um, for a while, I was, like, reserving really weird books on her library card after we had broken up. Just – she would, like, get these notifications that these books had come in. And then I was, like, in the process of doing that one day. And I was, like, why am I doing this? She doesn't care. So I deleted her library card. (laughs) Just deleted it. So, I mean
2: (laughs) – That's good.
0: That's amazing.
2: It it felt good. Did she ever notice that her, like, did she have to come in? I'm
1: sure not. I'm sure she never noticed. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure she never went back to the library again. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but it was just, you know, I didn't have very much power at all. So I, uh, I used the tiny amount of power bestowed on me as a library clerk to (laughs) do that. And that was almost 20 years ago. And it still makes me happy that I did it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm not like. It's not that I don't want to give specifics. I'm having trouble thinking of. I feel like I just fantasize a lot, or I have like very petty thoughts, but I don't act on them a lot. Like I feel like there's a certain bravery that you have to have to actually follow through, and I just kind of sit there and like (laughs) stew, and I'm like, "Fuck you," but I don't like do the thing. So I'm like very in awe of you, Kristen, for following through. (laughs) I have one.
2: (laughs) A while back, like long time ago, someone was really mean to someone else that I very much loved on social media. He was like a mean, grumpy, conservative man, like in his 60s, but kind of prominent. Like he was a, I don't know, he had worked at some, thing, some fancy thing and he he had like a Wikipedia page that like listed his accomplishments. So I, I learned how to edit Wikipedia pages. I learned the formatting. I learned how to like quote things and like cite sources and stuff and I completely changed his Wikipedia page to make him like a Hillary Clinton uh fanboy and like invented all these like fan things that he had done and uh, made him like an LGBT uh parade leader and stuff like that and then I got banned off of Wikipedia for digital vandalism and I'm never allowed to edit again.
1: You really went to the you went to the math about <laughs> <that one. laughs>
0: Oh, hey! I thought of one. Okay, well, I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but whatever. We're we're sharing. Um, there's a certain book blogger who, I, you know, I read all my bad reviews, and usually I'm like, I think they're funny, or, but this person did like like didn't finish one of my books and left like a very scathing review. And I'm like, you didn't even read the whole thing. Fuck you. And then she kept sending me messages like comments and DMS wanting a free copy of my next book. what And I just completely ignore her. Like she doesn't exist. So if you're listening to this, fuck you. (laughs) Wait, she left you a scathing, terrible review of your first book. Didn't even finish it. And now she wants free copies of your next one. Yep. Yep, multiple and like repeatedly wrong. like ask me like on multiple social media platforms, multiple messages, just like, hey, I'd really love to read this. No. <laughs> <What>?
1: <laughs> That's like pathological. <laughs>
0: like, why?
2: Also, I, like negative <laughs> reinforcement. Why would I give you why? Why? Like you're just gonna take my aggregate score down no
0: i almost wrote back at one point and was like i don't think you'd enjoy it like bye but like i was like no it's more satisfying to just completely ignore so she's like screaming into the void yeah (laughs) okay there you go there's my specific example But see, again, like I'm not doing like it's not like a proactive pettiness in my case. It's sort of this like passive, like I'm just sitting back like stewing. I feel like it would be more satisfying to take specific petty actions as you two have done. So I'm going to remember that lesson going forward in my life.
1: To sort of move be- from the grudge phase to like the active pettiness yes. phase. It's it's very rewarding. Speaking of screaming into the void. um, A long time ago, one of my friends had a messy entanglement with this dumb guy who worked in the mailroom of her job, and uh, she would, like, tell me about how dumb he was. And, like, a, a thing that I frequently say just in my life is, like, I wish I could just start screaming, and I, like, fantasize about that, like, in moments of, like you know, when things suck, I just want to like scream like mm-hmm. Catherine O'Hara on Schitt's Creek, just like shriek so, <laughs> I'm talking about this with my friend. And she was like, you should call him and just scream at him. And I was like, ha ha. But then I got to thinking. Oh, no. <laughs> how fun that would be. And so <laughs> I did it. I called him. He did not answer, but I screamed into his voicemail. Oh, my God. And you I just, can just, like, just like, ah. Yeah, I was like, ah, ah. It was like. No. And then hung up. I love that. I'm That's sure. So... I'm sure that that guy was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, Kristen, you are a hero for from a another giant. city, <laughs> <laughs>
1: calling me and screaming, and then hanging up. But I mean, it made my friend happy. It made me happy. So whatever.
0: It made all of us happy, <laughs> Kristen. <laughs> <This is> amazing. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. Oh,
1: is, I, I mean, I just feel nice. like. I just feel like. I'm all alone out here.
0: (laughs) You're inspiring us and like all of our listeners. I think everyone feels inspired right now.
1: I mean, haven't you just wanted to like scream in someone's voicemail before?
0: Like I hadn't thought of that specifically, but now it's all I want. (laughs) It
2: feels really good. If anyone did that to me, they'd be so disappointed because I have like 900 unchecked voicemail messages as we speak. Like I do not check well, my voicemail.
1: Well, this was like in the olden days when voicemails mm. were more of a thing. Like this was like 10 or so years ago. And like now I agree. Like
2: no one listens to their voicemails. I had like, answering machines. I had those when <laughs> I was young. Those were really cool because you could like sit there and listen to people leave messages for you and talk about petty because you all <laughs> gather around them and listen and be like, yeah, yeah. that's what he's saying now. But what did he say yesterday? You know, like you could just sit there
0: or imagining iOS trying
2: to transcribe
0: your screen.
1: With answering machines, you could like, someone would call and they could start to talk and you could like decide if you wanted to bother with them or not. Like, do I really want to pick that up? That's a kind of pettiness. Like, let's see what, let's see who's calling and see what they have to say before I decide if I'm going to answer the phone. Sometimes you might just
2: sit there and listen to them, leave a message and be like, no, uh huh. Because you, when you were leaving a message, you were always wondered like, "Am I being screened right now, or yeah. is there, are they listening to me right now?" At times, you leave messages like, "I know you can hear this, and you're just not picking up." Like, <laughs> it was a whole different yeah. way of writing.
1: It really, wow. was. and that's just like gone. It's it, it,
0: it went without any fanfare. It's kind of sad. Never mm-hmm. get it back again. Alas. So should we talk about some um other examples? So this could be other characters, or I have some that are like real life examples that I think might be fun to talk about. Yes. Yes. Let's start with characters. I can't, I had a hard time.
2: I mean, obviously, like this does overlap with the vengeful bitch. So I was like fatal attraction, but then I'm like,
0: nah, yes, I think. I mean, the bunny boiling specifically. That's petty. Very petty very petty. like some of the other stuff no but like the bunny specifically i mean r.i.p poor bunny but right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's just like mean for the sake of mean like that's i think there's something to the idea that like pettiness is like it's like somehow separate from revenge because it's like not necessarily equal to what the person did In many cases, it's, like, smaller. It's, like, you do something small to someone who pissed you off. But, like, in the case of of the the poor bunny there, like, that's just, like, a mean and nasty thing to do. So I think in that way, it does kind of fall under the petty category.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about Mean Girls, specifically, like, the pranks that they pull on Mm -hmm. Regina George with the, like, protein bars and the, like, foot cream for her face. Like, that stuff. Yeah i mean janice ian in particular is like our like the queen of petty bitches i also think a lot of um betty draper from mad men
1: her behavior falls under the petty category like i know that i bring her up for like literally every archetype we talk about but i feel like (laughs) it's always appropriate like she's just so fascinating to me um but like
0: that like childishness of the things that she does yeah yeah And then um, I was thinking also of Villanelle, specifically the very first scene where we see Villanelle in the ice cream parlor. She's like eating this ice cream and makes a face at this kid. And then like the kid does something rude and she knocks the kid's ice cream to the ground as she's leaving. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like that's so, I mean, she's this like badass assassin, but that kid uh, insulted her. So like the ice cream has to die. Like (laughs) it's so funny. (laughs) You know, Villanelle
2: is kind of full of them, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're so right. I love that
0: about her. Yeah, because she could like, you know, she has the skills to just kill people wherever she goes. But sometimes she chooses and even sometimes like the way that she kills people can be. Yeah. And even when she um, when she cuts off that guy's penis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the reason that she does it. Oh, man. Yeah. I think that's a defining character trait of Villanelle. And I think it's probably one of our favorites.
2: Why do we like this so much? Because I really love this. Because we're petty bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's some types of unlikability that I just love. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, yes. And there's some that I actually don't like. Like, I'm rewatching the Gilmore Girls, and I want to murder Rory Gilmore so hard. Like, she's driving me crazy.
0: Is it because I'm more like her? Or what is it? Is it? Well, I think because in Rory's case, I know what you mean. Um... Like I related to her a lot when I first watched it because I was like exactly her age when I was yeah. watching or like the character's age um, or pretty close, but we're supposed to like her and think that everything she's doing is fine and she's like the hero, but actually she's doing a lot of really loathsome things. So I get that like when I'm watching something and I feel that we're supposed to like and relate to this character and think that what she's doing is right. Then I'm like, no, fuck this. Like she's yeah. horrible. Whereas a character who really owns their horribleness yeah. is very satisfying.
1: Yeah, the, it, there is something very satisfying about, like, when a person embraces it rather than, like, they embody it while the show is trying to insist that they're the hero of it. I so, feel like that happens all the time with, like, the, the male protagonists on just, like, mainstream TV shows. Mm-hmm. It's like, wh- th- but this guy is awful. What are you doing? Yeah.
0: Uh huh. Ted mosey Ross Geller, like all of those guys, yeah. like they're oh, terrible. Yeah. But we're supposed to like them and sympathize with them, and I'm like, no, I want to murder this man and dump him in the sea. Like oh I can't.
2: <laughs> Rory Gilmore is totally Ross Geller. Oh my god, you just ruined Gilmore Girls. Thank you. Oh my god, she is though, because she's so like, I'm just, ha- I'm a harmless little person, and I could never do anything <laughs> wrong, and everyone's like, you're so adorable and sweet. Everyone stop being mean to her, but it's like she's terrible. She's doing such mean things, mm-hmm. and Ross too. <laughs>
0: And that's why we love Paris on wow, Gilmore Girls because she, like, owns her meanness oh. a lot Speaking more. Speaking of she's petty. Like... <laughs> Seriously. But I she's, yeah, her. Paris is great. Like, I don't think at the time, I didn't hate Paris or anything, but, like, now when I watch Gilmore Girls, I'm like, oh, this is the one that I relate to. Like, it's her. She's the one for me. The intensity. Uh-huh. I love it.
2: But you're right. It's like she owns it. She's not trying to be anybody else. She's not pretending to be
0: nice or a hero. She's just in you know pursuing her own goals. Another book I read recently that had a great example of pettiness was The Harpy by Megan Hunter. Have either of you read? Ooh, no. Oh,
1: but that title is amazing.
0: So it is a literary fiction about a woman who finds out her husband is cheating on her and they make this arrangement that she can get like revenge on him three times in like ways of her choosing mm-hmm. um, and some of them are like more serious and some of them are kind of pettier like she sort of it builds and then um, this isn't a spoiler this is like the concept of the book that's okay. on the book jacket but she, as she's like getting her revenge starts to transform into a literal harpy <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed. it's really I'm... great I don't read a ton of literary fiction but this book is like very beautiful and satisfying to read and I, I loved it I am acquiring this book as we speak. It has a gorgeous God. cover too. you. It's like, oh, oh my I God. i thinking about this book,
2: actually. When you're talking about it, I'm like, right. Yes, I have seen this. Yeah.
0: It's great. Highly recommend for oh, anyone so. who listens to this podcast. Should we talk about some of
2: these submissions we got? So we, we asked our listeners, um, what's the pettiest thing that you've ever done?
0: Mm-hmm. I was delighted. We got, yeah, we got some really good ones. Yes. Um, who wants to go first?
1: I will go first. I know that both of you want to go second. So you can read that amazing one that's second. Um, so our, th- this, well, we'll just go in order. Um, is it petty to pre-hate a new colleague I haven't met? First of all, no. It is never <laughs> petty to pre-hate someone. <laughs> like, no. Uh, is it petty to pre-hate a new colleague I haven't met? Because I saw that he, of course he's a he, Already updated his LinkedIn profile to say he's writing, quote, amazing copy and strategically leading team efforts for a team, our team, that he has yet to even start working with.
2: Ah, no. I mean, no.
1: Pre-hate away.
0: Like, this. what a douche. (laughs) (laughs) This is my kind of pettiness. This is the, like, I'm mad about something on the internet, but I'm going to, like, hold it in my heart until it becomes like a lump of rage coal. And like, <laughs> well, I feel like
1: there's a specific kind of like pettiness as relates to coworkers, which like I'm self-employed now, so I don't really have to deal with it except with myself, I suppose. Um, but like, there's just like something about like, because you can't really do very much about a coworker. Like you can't, you can't do anything about it. You have to be like kind of polite to them at least like you sure. have to still do your job and it sucks when you have like a coworker who's just like an absolute moron or someone who's like this and you have to like look at them in the face every day it just it just inspires all kinds of like petty mean small hard and ugly feelings um mm-hmm. i have had like multiple nemesis at every job i've ever had at me surprise no one to learn
0: i mean the pe- one of the pettiest characters of all time has to be jim on the office right i mean that <laughs> yeah For sure. We love that about him. All his pranks. He's kind of a sociopath. Like the more I think about that show, I'm like.
2: He's terrible. "Mm." Again, he's another one where the more you see like the way he treats Pam and like how he kind of manipulates her and ignores what she's asking him to do and stuff. Yeah. But we love his pettiness.
0: We do. (laughs) So I'll read. We can go out of order. I think they're in a different order on everybody's. I don't know. So um, my favorite one of our submissions was this one that says, I was fucking a married man and his other side piece gave him a plant and i poured vodka in it so it would die. <laughs> I
1: mean, so good. We applaud you. We applaud you yeah, on every level. Vodka drinker, like we love it.
0: Yes. Oh my god. It's it's perfect. There's like so many it's such a like a short anecdote there but there's like so much going on. Like i need i need to know everything. I know it's, it's like
1: i i want to read a novel about
2: this. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. (laughs) Okay. My favorite one is this very small, it's just a very small one, but I have lived in situations where the person I'm living with is obsessed with the toilet paper roll and other people refilling the roll. But so like they'll complain about it, but they won't actually refill it themselves. And this is actually something I've gotten into like a screaming fight about in my life. So this is something that I found it very satisfying I got tired of my sister not replacing the toilet paper, so instead of replacing it, I started carrying a roll of my own around and left the empty in the bathroom. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, <good. laughs> so I'm like, I didn't want to even think about that. Let's just bring my own, bring it with me. I could have a little bag for it, like a cute bag.
0: <laughs> Such a good solution. It is. And it makes the person just like deal with the very specific consequences of their behavior. In their a way that's not behavior. you know, it's not gonna hurt them, but you know, they need to learn. Right. Exactly. And that
1: I think there could be something to defining petty in that way too, like causing someone to deal with the very specific consequences of their own choices. Like I like that. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. I love it. Um this this next one I adore also. Uh I didn't like how a neighbor left his cut grass laying in the street. So near eleven PM I dressed all in black with a hood, gathered the street grass, and laid it in his driveway. Felt good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love that last two words. Felt good. I bet it did. (laughs) There's another one that says felt good at the end too. And I was like, see, this is what I think this is what we like about pettiness. Is it actually there's rare times in our life where it purges the anger and it actually makes you feel better. Like revenge, it's, it's like, you know, someone kills someone and so you kill someone else. It's dark. No one ever feels good after all that. You know what I mean? Like right. it's Revenge
1: just, is complicated. But like pettiness yeah. is just like pure catharsis.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Here's another one. Um, a guy was leading me on to the point he was my date to several events and I found out he already had a girlfriend in his home state. So I anonymously told her family about this and she broke up with him. Nice. and like the consequences of his actions. were are just teaching a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll think twice next time. Yeah. It, and it doesn't really, like the only person who's hurt or like, I mean, this guy gets what he deserves and this woman who he was also lying to like deserves the truth. So well done.
1: Yes. And I, I really enjoy the like. I anonymously told her family about this, not even like her. Yeah. Her. Like, <laughs> that's a well done, that's well played. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: This one, I'm going to shorten a little bit, but basically, this is saying that because um, she starts out by saying, I'm not sure if this is actually that petty since she really was a dick, but here it goes. No, this is petty and we would love it. <laughs> um, so she's working at this company and there's this woman she's working with that's just awful. Um, she treats her terribly. She's really bad at her job. She talks down to her. She's just mean. Okay. So when the the author of this moves on and works at a new job, this person hits her up and is like, hey, um, she, she says she reached out to me online, all schmoozy and nice and asked me to give her the details on what it was like to work at this new agency. And I answered her all schmoozy and nice and then promptly called up the hiring manager, who was a good friend of mine and told him to throw her resume in the trash, which he did. It felt good, and I'm not sorry. Applause! <laughs> 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 you did the right thing, and you probably yes. saved them a lot of, um, you know, a lot of a lot of sadness and and drama. Yep, yeah,
1: it was for the it was for the good of everyone. I think it's for the greater good, for sure. Uh, this next one I thought was thought provoking. Um, I wrote a bad review of a book because the writer had plagiarized material from another writer I knew. And this one made me wonder, like, have either of you ever written a bad review of something just out of pettiness?
0: Interesting. No, I – like, I don't post reviews a lot – like for books it's mostly just like friends books that i blurbed and then i'll like post the blurb so it's always good stuff but mm-hmm. in my heart yes
2: yeah i don't do it i because on my goodreads it's like my author goodreads right so you can yeah. see like average rating and i usually I, I don't know i i may have done that this seems like something i might have done in a previous life but now i just use that for blurbs or if i just really enjoyed a book i really don't post anything negative on there what about you Kristen? well you
1: know the answer is yes um. <laughs> so so long ago before i like was a writer um i used goodreads a lot and i just i generally trafficked in like snarky reviews of popular books and i recall that i wrote a very scathing review of the um first robert galbraith slash jk rowling um mystery novel and i i think that it it was possibly before it was even widely known that that was jk rowling i'm not sure um Mm -hmm. but it like requires an editor very badly it's just dreadful it's terrible so i wrote a very long snarky review and for like literally years afterwards that review would periodically just like get likes and comments it was very weird like people (laughs) specifically (laughs) enjoyed (laughs) that it was a hateful review but then um when i was in pitch wars five years ago um my mentor was like, you should delete all of the snarky reviews that you have written. And I was like, you're right, I should. And so I deleted them all. Um, uh,
0: probably good advice. It and, was good advice, but also like, how vindicated are you now writing yes. a review of a JK Rowling book? Yes, I mean. I know.
1: Now I'm like, ha, wish I'd kept that one pure poetry. It was. Um, and then, so I don't really use Goodreads for reviews anymore. Um, I will confess to writing a... Spiteful review of a man's book anonymously on Amazon sometime in the last few
0: years. That is all (laughs) I I wrote a spiteful Yelp review once of a library. Actually,
1: (laughs) (laughs) what did you have to say about this library?
0: Everyone there was really rude, but this was like a very specific thing where I had books that were on hold and it said they were in in transit or like that they were there and I went to pick them up and they were like, no, like they're not here. Like we'll go away. Like they were very (laughs) rude to me. And then before I got home, like it was like a 15 minute walk home or whatever, they had marked them as like they were there and ready to pick up. So they were, they wouldn't check. I was like, did you just check? Cause it's been like this long. And they were like, no, go away. And then, (laughs) so I was really mad about that. Oh my God. I I mean, what they did
1: was kind of petty. Like why wouldn't they check? I know. They just really hated you, I guess.
0: I think the pettiness for me was amplified because this was at a time in my life when I had just graduated with my master's in library science and like couldn't get a job because it was the middle of the recession. And I was like, these assholes won't even check for my book. Like, fuck you. <laughs> so yeah, I had a lot of feelings.
2: Okay, here's a good one. A former friend and I are both writers. Um, she says she basically wrote her friend into the book, like wrote her name into the book, you know, named a character after her. But then her friend uh, did some terrible things. And she says, I wasn't going to give her the satisfaction of being associated by, with my book. So during edits, I had her character turn heel and turned her into the villain. I love that She's, she, says she did take out any identifying characteristics and change the character entirely. And then later when I was asked in an interview, if that character was based on someone, I was like, Nope.
1: I love, I love that in this one, she mentions that the, the friend who was written into the book, uh, beta read a draft so she knew about it and was pleased so she knew about it and then yep. the book comes out and the character is now the villain and uh-huh. the author says nope not based on anyone
0: mm-hmm. i love yeah. that it's fun to little easter eggs in your books like yes
1: um, everyone who's ever wronged me has been uh given that treatment in my books
0: i named in they never learned i forget if this is actually in the book but it's in my uh like pitch materials for the tv show based on they never learned that carly's shitty abusive father is like the same name as my father i was just like (laughs) nice (laughs) what's his name ah yeah my dad's name okay (laughs)
1: moving on so we should we should probably acknowledge uh in this conversation that like the word petty when used to describe the behavior of a white woman as opposed to a black woman or a woman of color can sometimes have a very different tone. Like this is kind of a a thing culturally that like it, the word petty when used towards black women sort of falls into that, you know, the angry black woman trope um, stereotype, Mm -hmm. which is obviously very harmful. So like, that's something that like we as three white women need to acknowledge uh, and keep in mind, like as we're talking about all these harmlessly petty things that we have done, um like that is a a word and a sort of a description that can be used harmfully
0: yeah because one example i wanted to talk about which i find interesting is um you guys read that story about why shonda rhimes left abc for netflix i think it was in the hollywood reporter yeah so for anyone who's not familiar with this um shonda rhimes gave this interview where she talked about that she'd had like all these issues with abc and i mean she is like the biggest name and i mean everyone knows who shonda rhymes oh she's yeah like a fucking legend she's made abc billions of dollars she's incredible they should give her whatever she wants uh and she'd been thinking about leaving them i think for a while i'm sure this is like just the straw that broke the camel's back but she told this story to the hollywood reporter about um she had requested passes to disneyland for like her kids and her sister and abc gave her like hard time about it and then like they gave her the passes grudgingly and then her sister and the kids showed up at disneyland and the passes didn't work and shonda like called to inquire and some dumbass abc exec was like don't you have enough like just told her to fuck off and then that was like she was she was just done with them at that point and when the story came out there were a lot of people applauding her at like of course like a of- I I don't know. I think she's totally in the right here. Like it was clearly like after a pattern of disrespect, this was like the thing. It wasn't like Mm -hmm. everything was great. And then this one thing happens and she's like, fuck you, ABC. Um, But there were people being like, why is she being so petty about this? She's rich. She could afford to buy a pass to Disneyland. And it's like, that is not the point. Like she is their like most famous and prolific creator. She's just like making them money every fucking day for like the last decade and a half and they should be treating her with respect and giving her whatever she wants and the it's not like being a diva it's not being like this is basic shit that like even like anybody else who's working for this company would be entitled to i'm sure if it had been like a white man who was asking for this they would not have treated this guy that way so i found like the public response to that really interesting Mm -hmm. um because, to, yeah, to me reading that, I'm like, who's this dumb motherfucker who, like, right, said yeah. that to Shonda Rhimes and CBC? <laughs> right. ABC all of it? I mean, like, what an idiot. I hope he got fired because, like, <laughs> how stupid can you – possibly be like right if the price of keeping shonda Rhimes working for your company is like some disneyland passes give her like a million disneyland passes like what's wrong with you <laughs> right
1: like she shouldn't even have to ask for extra disneyland passes oh. like come I fuck on i
2: think she was like taking her kids to disneyland and she was like well i you know she's a single mom she's like i'd like to bring my nanny and they were like sorry you can't it was something like that where it was just so shitty so she and she didn't find out till she was there so she's at yeah. Disneyland, and she doesn't have enough tickets and she's like what the fuck I
0: mean, it, it was messed up. It's messed up. I mean, they should be just like backing up a truck full of Disneyland, like golden yeah. Disneyland, houses yeah, to like, her house. They should every... have like
1: they should have like sent her a an engraved gold bar that allows her access to Disneyland whenever she wants, including when it's closed,
0: like for the rest of her days yeah, yeah i don't understand yeah don't understand, so she's the- st-
2: she's stuck out there with her kids and her nanny she can't get in she doesn't know she should just go buy a ticket it's not like she can't just go buy a ticket but they had told her that they were giving her passes you know what i mean it was like right it's not
0: i think she wasn't actually there with them they no. were like going without her and- oh, okay
2: oh okay okay okay
0: yeah, but I mean regardless of the situation it's just um it's just ridiculous like they shouldn't have treated her that way and then to see so many people being like she's just being greedy she's this she's that and it's like no like this is like the bare minimum of the respect she's entitled to from this company like she was totally in in the right to do this um but yeah it is it's like weaponized in that way like she was just being petty and she should have just like sucked it up and bought more tickets because she can afford it it's like that is not the point no, it is very much. No, there's
1: like nothing greedy about like expecting to receive what you were told you would receive right like, I mean I even
0: think about like my partner works at a museum and like I wouldn't fucking pay to go <laughs> in that museum when he works there I mean that's ridiculous like why should you be paying money to the company that employs you like you should get in for free like that's just at any level like, the way it should work all right, so we're running out of time here, but I do want to recommend uh, one more book, which is basically like the Bible on how to be petty in like a productive way that doesn't, um, I don't know, like suck your soul out, that like makes you happy and like brings joy to your life. And that is How to Hold a Grudge by Sophie Hanna. Nice. Have you guys so read good. It? It's so good. I think I've mentioned it on the show before, actually, but it's basically like her philosophy for how to um, not just like... She like defines all the different kinds of grudges and kind of talks about how to like nurture them so they're motivating you instead of like sucking your energy. And at the cover of this book is like her; it's like a little illustration of a watering can like watering a cactus, which I think is like <laughs> so good, the perfect. Yeah, well, yeah, it's so like yeah. it's kind of
1: like the antithesis and yeah, antithesis to the idea of like just let it go and be happy. It's like, no, you don't have to let it go to be happy. Like no, you can hold on
0: to it, hold on and to be it, happy. nurture it, let it give you power. Yes. So if you're looking for a New Year's resolution, I think if you read How to Hold a Grudge, you will, you will find much to guide you into this <laughs> new year.
2: That's it for this episode of Unlikable Female Characters. Don't forget to subscribe, and you can also follow us on Twitter at unlikablefcpod for updates, book recommendations, and angry feminist rants. Our website is unlikablefemalecharacters.com, and we're also on Instagram at unlikablefemalecharacters. Thanks for listening.